Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Think ID. My name is Pablo Lapetina. And I'm Williams Monier. And on this week's episode, we have another special guest. We actually have the inspiration that started it all and the person that gave us the confidence in starting our own podcast, Dr. Mike Corvino. Mike Corvino graduated from Medical University of South Carolina, College of Pharmacy. He worked in a retail setting for some time as a Walgreens pharmacist, but currently he's a clinical pharmacist at Fetter Healthcare Network and teaches within the Physician Assistant Program at Charleston South Uni- Southern University. He recently became board certified as a pharmacotherapy specialist. Please give a warm welcome to Mike Corvino. Hey, thanks, gentlemen. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's good to see you all again. <laughs> nice to see you too. Okay, so... Being that we're each now the hosts of our own podcast, we wanted to dedicate this episode to the topic of starting a podcast and feeling confident within your own platform. So we have a couple of questions lined up today that will help guide the conversation. But before we get started, we wanted to kind of share the funny story of how we met um, all of us. It was picture us in South Carolina. During MRM. During MRM, ASP meeting. And we were actually waiting in line to speak with um, uh, a fellow host, Richard Waith, from RX Radio. Yeah, and we were really excited to speak to him, but I guess he was busy recording an episode. Right. We're not entirely sure of the details. And we were waiting, yeah. standing there. <laughs> but eventually, somehow, we just started talking to Mike. Yeah. And he told us about how he had his own podcast, and we were like really excited to talk to him. We had a great conversation that time. And actually, funny enough, we never got to talk to, to, Richard, speak to yeah. Richard that day, but we eventually we did. Yeah, he eventually came to did. MSU. We talked to him, um, but yeah, um, we're super thankful to have you. And that's why it was funny how we met at that moment. And we wanted to share that with everyone. Exactly. No, yeah, it was good to meet you guys that day, too. And it was what's really weird is um, Rich and I had never actually hung out before that either. So <laughs> he had reached out to me because he had an extra ticket to get into the MRM and asked me if I was interested. We had worked a couple times on Instagram together to promote some of our own material. Okay. But, uh, you know, we never actually met in person. So, like, the first time meeting him was the night before. I picked him up in the airport because I live in Charleston. That's where the, the conference was. Right. And so, like, when I had, when we, when you saw us that day, like, that was the first time we actually met, too. And <laughs> uh, Rich so is funny. one of my best friends now because that's been like two years. And I've been to, you know, my wife and me flew down to Miami and stayed with him and his fiance. And uh, <laughs> so, like, we were, and we went snowboarding together earlier this last year. And so we, we've become good friends. I talk to him almost every day. But, um, yeah, he's uh, he's a good guy, and um, definitely uh, owe him a lot of credit for meeting a lot of cool people along the way as well. Yeah, we definitely owe him credit too for yeah. helping us out along the way. Both with of our you podcast. were super yeah. thankful, so <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little. So, with the first question we have is why and how did we all start our podcast, and what was our goal? So, Mike, what would you say? I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, for me. It was kind of just, I need something to kind of keep me motivated. I need a goal. I need some sort of a mountain to climb, if you will. Mm. And so when I started mine, I started the podcast version because my, my core consult RX, that started back, I believe it was March or April of 2017. Um, I didn't start the podcast version of it until December of 17. Okay. And so, okay. so I had done mostly on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I had made some videos on like landmark trials and had done some short like review. You know, if you're on a thiazide diuretic, these electrolyte abnormalities may happen. If you're yeah, on a so diuretic, yeah. you may see this stuff like little like quick, you know, stuff to study. Tidbits, with. Yeah. And, um, and I had done that mostly. And then I just started seeing more and more podcasting because your know, podcasting was huge, like probably 
seven to ten years ago, and then it kind of went yeah, away for a little yeah. bit, and now it's like back with a vengeance. I mean, everybody has a podcast, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, and, so and in like TV shows, they keep mentioning it too. Like even as a everywhere, joke, yeah. everywhere you just start hearing about it. Yeah, and I mean, it's one of those things that it's so easy, anybody can do it, and and it just kind <clears> of just felt like a natural progression. Plus, I knew I wanted to, I was starting to get like the feeling that I wanted to teach a little bit and I want to practice. Well, you can only speak so many times in front of people. I mean, you're (laughs) willing to let you speak to their crowd. So for me, I was like, okay, this would be a perfect opportunity to practice talking and uh, speaking in public, even though it's not technically in public. I knew people would listen and uh, I just kind of use it as a, as practice for that. So, you know, I had kind of a, it was more of, I guess, a selfish motivation for starting it. It was more just to, to help my, help my own uh, flow when I'm speaking and also to just kind of help. I knew that if I had a podcast set up, I would force me to keep up to date with all the new content. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So broad um, (laughs) that I wanted to, I was like, Oh shoot, I got to talk about hepatitis C this day. I got to talk about Parkinson's the next day. And (laughs) I made me constantly review disease states. That keeps you updated. uh, Yeah. And, and so for me, it started off that way. Now it's, it's really progressed. And like the, the, when I see how many downloads we're getting, like I'm shocked that anybody listens to me. And, uh, so for me, I mean, if I had three downloads, I'd be excited. So for me, we get thousands and thousands of downloads a month. I'm just like blown away. And, uh, now it's become like a, a gateway to a whole bunch of other opportunities that I can share in a little bit. But yeah, it's, it's really, uh, uh, evolved into something much more than I ever thought it was going to be. And then it only, I mean, it's only been 13 months as far as I'm concerned. Like it's not even out of the driveway yet. So <laughs> <laughs> got so far ahead. I yeah. pressed the gas on the pedal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we definitely don't have thousands of <laughs> no <laughs> subscribers yet, but hopefully we'll get there one day, one day. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll come because it, it took a while for us to build it up to my, uh, <laughs> especially like on, if I look back on Instagram, my very first post that I ever did on Instagram, um, had one like, and it was my wife. Oh my <laughs> God. It was it was like a pity like, <laughs> so now you know if we have one hundred and thirty thousand interactions a, a week, that's like pretty normal. Um, but yeah, back then like it started took a, a while before anybody was like, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> well, um, going back to what you said about being a better speaker, we've only done a few episodes, but we, we actually like we feel like we've become better at definitely. speaking, especially when it comes to like those filler words. We because. Since I'm the one editing like the episodes, I have to go back and listen to what we're saying. And every time I hear an Cut um, it. I'm like, oh, yeah. God, <laughs> I don't want to do that again. So I'm very focused on what it is I'm saying nowadays. For us, though, in terms of why, why we, we started it and what our goals were for the podcast, we had been listening to podcasts for a while, probably like maybe two years before we met you. Mm-hmm. And um, talking about them. Um, yeah, yeah. And right as our interest for infectious disease began to kind of like brew in pharmacy school, and then we met you at APHA um, MRM, we were like, oh, how crazy would it be if for we had us our to own. Yeah, yeah. start a podcast on infectious disease? So that's kind of how we came about doing the podcast and why we started it. And it was just kind of an idea. So then how did we do it? We basically first had to know... Are there any costs associated with yeah. it? We needed some background of how to, you know, get it started. We knew that we had at our disposal at our school at NSU, the career space, which that provided us with the space that was designed specifically for podcasting or video conferencing. Yeah. And it had all the tools that we needed, like technology wise. So yeah. at least that was taken care of. We definitely had like some hiccups in terms of trying to pick things like definitely. the jingles. <laughs> that took a lot of time. Lot of time. <laughs> we didn't hours think it would take that long. Yep. But yeah, <laughs> multiple days trying to find the right jingle, especially for the, the outro as well. 
And um, in terms of what we wanted our goal to be, yeah. as of right now, we want our goal to be to spread awareness about infectious disease and kind of start the conversation about um, what it means to be an advocate for any topic that it is that you want to speak about, whether it's for us, infectious disease, infection prevention, or whatever it is that you're interested in. And within all healthcare fields, not just pharmacy, exactly. anyone that's interested in staying up to date or refreshed on the topics of infectious disease, uh, we definitely wanted to include an educational aspect, which is why we you know, yeah. talk about bacterias or antibiotics and things like that. But we also wanted it to be like a casual setting mm -hmm. and something that is open for questions or discussions for the guest speakers or anyone. And overall, we just wanted to say that the, um, that the larger things were thought out and everything was coming together. Yeah, yeah. So the next question we have is why is podcasting important to us personally and also in general? So Mike, we'll let you answer that one first. <laughs> so, you know, I try to keep myself really busy. I mean, I have technically I have three different jobs. If you know, uh, I have my full time gig at the clinic and then I also teach um, pharmacology, pharmacotherapy, one, two and three to the PhD right, students. Yeah. Um, and then I also work as a private contractor for the city of Charleston, seeing diabetes patients and doing diabetes education. Kind oh, of wow. also right. So I, I try to stay really busy. So for me, it, it really helps to have take advantage of any sort of downtime that I have. So when I'm driving in the car, it takes me th at least 30 minutes to get to work in the morning. And so that's 30 minutes. That's just usually you know, me listening yeah. to hip hop music or something. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I, I got to be able to utilize this a little bit better. I mean, right. some music sometimes for sure, but sometimes you just need that. But yeah. the, uh, I started listening to podcasts and, and it helped me find different avenues of learning and keeping up with my education because I would listen to, you know, like New England Journal of Medicine or di different um, professional peer-reviewed organizations and just review some of the new guidelines or whatever it was. And so it was great for me personally. And then, you know, as far as um, what was the second part of the question? I already forgot. <laughs> just like in general, yeah, podcasting. Why, how is it important in general? I, I just think everything is time management now. I mean, everything with our smartphones, the way we live. I mean, this gener our generation mm -hmm. is, you know, the, the millennials that everybody likes to, to kind <laughs> of get movers, mad about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that it, it's just the way it is now. I mean, everything is super fast. We have tons of information coming at us all day long, 24-7. And you, you just have to find ways. If, if you have a message to give somebody, to connect. you feel yeah, like exactly. it's valuable and you want to connect with people, you want to network. The days of networking where we all read articles, you know, in, in a peer-reviewed journal, those are still important, but but connecting with that and networking, how many, I mean, you go to a conference and you maybe network um, once, twice a year at the most. Mm -hmm. You can use all this technology now, including podcasts as a, a good medium to do this. You can do this and, and network every single day from your living room. Definitely, and it's just yeah. so much opportunity now. And so I think that it doesn't matter what field you're in. It doesn't have to be medicine. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, it could be, you could be an engineer. You could be a historian. You could be a paleontologist, whatever. <laughs> you, you can find people in your field. Exactly, and it yeah. just It's just a great medium to kind of have in your corner. Yeah. Yeah, and then for us, initially we started off with, um, like we said earlier, how great would it be to have our own podcast? Mm -hmm. That would be really cool. You know, we're so familiar with it and we would love to do one. Um, it would be an outlet for our creativity. Yeah. And then we also started an antimicrobial stewardship uh, interest group here at NSU. So we started to see through that and the podcast how large of a role um, we as students and healthcare professionals can play in disseminating and spreading the information. 
So getting people to talk about what you care about and what is happening in society in a, like we said, in a casual and a relaxed setting Mm -hmm. um, was one of the most rewarding things that we look at now. Yeah, adding to that, before we started the podcast, we felt like no one in our group of friends or maybe even outside our group of friends were talking about infectious disease and infection prevention. But now whether like they're telling a joke or like they have a serious conversation with us about infectious prevention, we know that at least like part of either the podcast or the interest group that we may, you know, kind of started that initiative and started that conversation about that. So that's why we feel it's important to serve not only as a voice Mm -hmm. for what it is that we're passionate about, infectious disease obviously but also kind of like set an example for other students to do what you said pursue what it is that they want to talk about get people to start talking and start sharing information with each other because at the end of the day we just want to you know learn as much as possible and not get left behind definitely and it's anyone it's capable for anyone to do there's resources that you might not know of at your local university at your local school um just bring up the conversation talk to a mentor of like a faculty anyone bring up the idea and they might be able to make it work they might have an idea or know someone exactly you know what's actually funny (laughs) um speaking of trying to listen to podcasts while you're driving to school i don't know what if what like order of information you're following but every time we have an exam i go to your to core consults (laughs) to like listen to like yeah and it coordinates with whatever it is that we're like having an exam like i'll notice that whatever topic it is that i'm doing you just posted it like last week or even the instagram post yeah (laughs) Yeah. after the exam we see them and i'm like wow we just had this on the exam yeah (laughs) so i've had that a few times and i honestly think that it's completely just random, but I've had it for several <laughs> people. Because at MUSC, too, like, they think I have, like, their syllabus. Yeah. And I'm, like, going through it, and I'm, like, no, it really is. Every university. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I try to keep it to, like, the real common... I mean, I keep it very broad, but I keep mm-hmm. it real common disease states that you're going to cover in pharmacotherapy, so I think I just get lucky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. So, then, yeah, our next question is, how do we all manage um, podcasting, you know, for you school, work and for us, us school? school? Yeah. For, so for me, I mean, I can't really speak to during school anymore, but um, <laughs> for, for me, I just think, it, like I said before, it's time management. I mean, everybody can find time. If you want to do something, you'll find time to do right, it. Right, yeah. Um, I, I, like, for me, I'm trying to build a, a name for myself, a legacy, whatever you want to call it. Like, I have big ambitions, that, and I want to make my mark in the world of pharmacy. And I just wanted to... I'm willing to sacrifice certain time and and and, and freedoms for uh, you know hanging out with friends or whatever it may right, be yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, to make sure that I can you know put that time towards something bigger you know building something bigger later on. Gotcha, uh, yeah. So for me, as far as managing my time, I just I, practice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've, I've gotten when I was in school, I thought I was so busy. There's no way I'm ever going to be able to top how busy I am. I can I know for a hundred percent fact <laughs> I am. A thousand times busier now than I ever wow. when I was in pharmacy school, and I still I have plenty. I played Xbox last night. Like I still have time, <laughs> and and so when people would tell me that they don't like, I try to never let the words like I just don't have time for that ever come out of my right, mouth. Right, I usually yeah. just say I'm I'm prioritizing my time elsewhere because you know when it comes to it, you can find the time. You can sleep yeah, fifteen exactly. minutes less if you absolutely had to. If you had to do this for your well being, you could find a way. And most people, I just feel like don't um right. so it just depends on what you really want to do it and not everybody wants to build 
exactly a, yeah. a huge podcast, which is totally fine. I have lots of friends who want to be on three softball teams and play <laughs> trivia every night at the local restaurant, or whatever. I mean, that's awesome for them because they're super happy. But I just know what I want to do, and I, you know, want to build something, and I know it's going to take a lot of work. So, yeah, and that know. goes back to the passion. If you have the passion for it and it's what you want, like we get up and it's not a drag to have to come exactly. and do this and yeah. we love it and we look forward to it doing yeah, it every time. we've been a good time doing it also. But going back to what you said about um you never thinking that you were going to be as busy as you were in school. <laughs> they told us that our second year was supposed to be like the, the busiest, hardest and the yeah. busiest and it feels like this every year we just keep adding on to our plate yep. and you really never know how much you can handle until you just keep adding and adding and then It's all perspective. Like exactly. some people might think their second year was busy but then you know if you have positions or organizations um things you start a podcast <laughs> yeah um, things can add up and your third year can be busy and you have so. to figure out ways to manage all of it so for sure so what we try to do is that we try to get as much done ahead of time whenever we have breaks or you know if we have a good weekend that we don't have exams or things like that we try yeah. to prepare build episodes build scripts um so we actually like spend a whole two months planning before we even publish the first episode and asking a lot of questions a lot of questions <laughs> talking to people calling you mike calling yeah. richard um so we wanted to make sure that before we started we had a yeah. good base to start off with and in case you know we didn't find time uh we had time to catch up because exactly. we had material already yeah and we always try to prioritize school um and even though we're not necessarily recording in a certain week or we're not coming in to record we still feel passionate about this topic on a personal level so we might still be looking into infectious news of on our course. own or studying antibiotics in schools things like that or if so. we come across a, a cool article exactly. we send it to each other yeah. and we're like hey look at that whatever did you hear about that so yeah and we try to split up the workload as much as possible for I, sure we, yeah. we both share editing the scripts and then i edit the actual audio and, and then i contact the guest speakers or we send questions we come yeah. up with questions to ask so it's all about time managing like you said um, finding time, obviously with two people, it's a lot e uh, easier right, yeah. <laughs> to divide the work. Um, but that's just how we've managed so far. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and, and real quick too, yeah. like I think it's a hundred percent, like you said, it's perspective because mm -hmm. for sure, you know, the, the more you challenge yourself and people do it all the time with like athletics, but nobody does it with like academia or their or mental athletics, You're if right, you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, because everybody will be like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I think I can run five miles, but I'm going to push myself to eight. And I'm going to get it done. Right. Like, and, and the, I, you'll hear people talking trash and be like, I, I will not stop until I run these eight miles. <laughs> but I, so I, cause I don't know if you guys knew this about me or not, but I, I used to actually fight and like do mixed martial arts fighting. I fought professionally oh, um, wow. for the first two years of pharmaceutical. So for me, I was my background was in athletics and whatnot. And so I've kind of taken that same mindset over uh, to right. the world of pharmacy. Gotcha, so I, yeah. I'll even like, not in an arrogant way, but like to my close friends who know me and know mm -hmm. that I'm not a, a crazy person. Like <laughs> you know, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll joke and be, you know, and there's like, Oh, I'm so tired. I'll be just like, I've, I've never felt tired my entire life. <laughs> and just, and just kind of talk trash a little bit, just goofing around. But for me, it's, it's really almost kind of helped me mentally. Cause I like never let myself, go say like I'm just too tired to do that tonight or I just I don't have enough time or I don't yeah, have this yeah. and I'll be like no way I don't ever feel like that I'm good to go let's go let's do mm -hmm. two podcasts this week exactly. instead be that self-motivation yeah. there <laughs> the, the more that I've kind of hyped myself up about that it's just snowballed now to where I don't even have to think about it because it's just the way my brain works right yeah and um you know with you guys I, you know I, I've said this before to y'all kind of off off recording <laughs> but 
I'm super, super impressed with both of y'all because I have so many people that tell me who are in school who say they want to build something they want to do, uh, you know, a podcast or whatever it may be, uh, a brand of some kind. And then they hit me with three seconds later, but I'm still going to do a school. I'm going to do it when I get out. I'm going to do that. And I'm just like, ugh, that's just not <laughs> the mentality. I'm like, you can find a way. And, and 100% you need to have your main focus on school. Yeah, right, yeah. But then I'll see a picture of them, like, at the beach, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> you well, could be recording. You really had to. No, you know, no, you know of course, beaches are awesome. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I've been there. It's great. Of course. However... If you like really wanted to do this, you could be recording instead of being on the beach because the beach yeah. isn't going anywhere, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, and then for the next question, um, we definitely want to want you to take the reins because it's what are some advice for people that are starting a podcast, especially like a healthcare professional oriented podcast? We recently started, so we definitely would love your feedback, and the, the listeners would love to hear it as well. So, so basically, my first bit of advice for anyone starting a podcast is you really have to look at, uh, you know, social media as a whole, there's mm. a lot of negativity. There's a lot of people who uh, either don't like it or just are miserable in their own lives and they feel the need to tell you something mm. to make themselves feel better. So sure. you have to know going in, like without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to have people that will hate on the podcast or whatever else you're doing <laughs> on social media, whether it's videos, you're, you know, you're, you're going to have people that you've never met just say like things to you. So Always, you have to yeah. make sure that you're mentally ready for that because that will really affect some people's confidence. Yeah. I, I, I get some stuff sometimes and it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but um, because you know, I'm like, why, why would you take the time to write me that? That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> what but, um, you know, that's the first part is just like, and that's a quick, like just kind of mental, you know, conversation with yourself. Right. Um, yeah. The next is is getting an idea and, and, and really kind of a schedule slash commitment with yourself of, okay, I'm going to do this for this long and I'm going to put this many episodes out and I'm just going to do it. Like I'm going to find the way to make the time or and like you guys said, you pre like recorder had this stuff kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. started. Um, you know, if that, and if, and if that's working for you guys, that's awesome. I, I come at it from a different approach. I actually don't pre record my content because it for now I'm like, Oh shoot, I don't have anything. I can't fall back on anything. I have to record. Um, oh, that I works for you. me personally, but I also, my schedule is a little bit more controllable yeah. for me because <laughs> right. I'm, I don't have preceptors or anything telling me where I have to be in a hospital. So, right, um, right. you know, it, whatever works for you, you have to just do you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a very disorganized person. So like me and Cole, <laughs> Um, we never rehearse anything. We just literally sit down. And we're like, "What are you going to talk about?" Okay, let's talk about hypertension. <laughs> we just go. We we don't edit anything. We don't record. And and that's just score. And if you listen to our podcast, it's not the normal, perfectly like scripted. Like you can just tell some of it. We're just kind of you know going through. Yeah. Uh, you know, the content itself, we try to make sure is definitely accurate before we open our mouths. But um, you know, and then you know, people who are more organized and like structure and stuff, like a hundred percent, you need to make sure that you have all that outline because you just got to do whatever feels right for you. Because otherwise, it's going to come across fake. Gotcha, whenever yeah. you like, I'm not a very organized person in real life, and so if I get on a podcast and I try to make my, you know, oh, we are going to yeah. talk about this today. <laughs> It's just not, it's going to sound so unnatural. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I grew up around like surfers and fighters and stuff. So I say like, dude, and you'll hear me say bro. And, yeah. and, and I talk like slang a lot and I've just never changed how I talk because that's just what I grew up with. That's what I'm used to. I know that I can talk evidence-based medicine at a right. higher level and I can get there if I want to, but I feel like what's wrong with saying dude in the middle of it if you have to, if it just kind of yeah. slips out. I'm not going to edit that out because that's me. Yeah. And, We've definitely um, tried to kept 
our personality and I feel like every podcast has their personality and that's why you go yeah. back and you listen to it because yeah. you know not only do you like the content but you know you're engaged the people keep you engaged so I think it's yeah. important the personality yeah and it's definitely structured around your who you are and what exactly. it is that exactly. how can, you can handle things and how you're gonna make sure that your podcast is gonna thrive so mm-hmm. for sure and and then the, the the other piece too that I would say is you know financially speaking a lot of one thing else that impressed me with you guys is you found a way to record, but your next like conversation you had with me was, well, how if we need to spend money, we will, even though we're in school, <laughs> we don't have a lot. Like, we'll find a way to spend money. There's so many people making content right now. If your audio is garbage and it's like peaking every time I try to get my car and listen to it, people are not going to listen. Right, right. Yeah. You could be the, you could have the greatest podcast content of all time, but if the audio is terrible. Like, and it blows, I see professional, you know, people who are making six figure salaries, not be willing to invest the $200 commitment or whatever, like even a thousand dollar commitment. If you're making (laughs) six figures, you could sacrifice. Right. So, and I see so many pharmacists, physicians, whatever, well, you know, I just, I don't want to spend the money. And I'm like, man, you will spend the money to go out to eat movies and Mm -hmm. vacations. For me, I'm like, this is my vacation. Good. (laughs) At least this way I potentially have a way of building it up to, uh, get that money back eventually. Whereas yeah. I know the guy at the resort is not giving me my money back when I leave. Nope. <laughs> That's Adding on to that, actually, we wanted to talk about how we encourage students to use their resources because originally we had planned to use the, the radio, radio station at our university NSU, yeah. before we had the career space, which is now dedicated for recording or video chatting or whatever it is that we need to do. But we looked at alternative options for just about everything. Yeah. Um, if we had to spend the money, like, okay, but if there's any way that we can, you know... At that point, we were already said that we were going to do it, which is like, exactly. where? where? How, where? where? Yeah. The cheapest way, yeah. but as long as it's good, good it's fine, yeah. yeah. So you never know. Yeah. That's what we always say, like, you know, your university, your where by your house, wherever it is, you never know what resources you have available, mm-hmm. who, who knows who, and... How it can work. Well, and, and and people need to look at, every, like you said, every option possible. I mean, go find a, a local recording studio that records mm-hmm. music and just offer to sweep the floors. For yeah, people yeah. To let you record. I mean, like, if you want to do it, you can find a way. Exactly. There's, yeah. no, there's no, like, absolute, nope, you hit a roadblock and you'll just never be able to do it. I mean, you could go on the free section of Craigslist, get stuff for free, <laughs> and flip it for like well, five no bucks and, and, and save your money if you needed to flip, flip it. It might take you three months, but if you want that podcast microphone, you'll do it. Right. Exactly, and yeah. it's just a matter of finding the way to, to do it and not automatically just like, well, I'm in school, I can't afford it. Oh, well, that was a good, you know, that mission over. Yeah. yeah we got we got to abort. I yeah. just, I think that People need to just look at all the options and, and, and figure out, okay, a lot of other people have done this, so there's got to be a way. Yeah. We yeah. also we also set up kind of like fi- little financial goals. We're like, yeah. okay, if <laughs> we make it to break. the seventh yeah. episode, we'll buy our better we'll microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also what I was no. going to say is having like a two-person podcast, of course, it's not mm-hmm. the only option, but yeah. it really does help out a lot with even motivation or like, you know, mm-hmm. if we feel like we don't have the best microphone, but you, you bring each other up or you say, you know, we'll get there eventually, whatever, you have each other's motivation. And then you also have two minds, like, you know, to put you, two, two contacts, two yeah. perspectives, like, you know, it, it really does help. But um, we found that to be helpful, at least for mm-hmm. our end. And I'm sure for you yeah, too. for sure. Yeah, and, and the the last little bit I'll say too is is constantly look for improvements. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we literally I'll come in my 
podcast room by itself, like this little studio we built out of my house. And I'll literally just like sit in here and be like, what can I change in here? Like, I'll have just made like a big change like the day before, but I'm like, okay, we recorded it. It was great. I'm happy with it. Now what can we do better? And like, I just, I never am satisfied with like the status quo. I want to constantly evolve and make that as, as efficient and good as I possibly can. Definitely. So. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely good. So our, our last question is what is the importance of having your own brand slash image and how does this play a role in pharmacy? So, and this is an interesting one because I feel like a lot of the people who are at the highest levels of, of medicine and, and whatnot, you know, we saw the the era of having like, let's say researchers or a high level physician who's brought all this new research to a hospital. Hospitals would recruit those people to come there because they knew that, you know, not only patients would want to come to, to be treated by those patients or those physicians or whoever, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, PhD students or, or whoever students would want to come in to see that researchers, uh, projects that they're working on. Cause they want to be a part of that. Like they, they use the same, uh, idea of having all these eyes on them, but they had to use peer reviewed journals and, you know, research presentations and symposiums and whatnot, because that's what was available. Then. Right, right. Well, now with social media, you know, it's it's changing in a way that, and we see it with sports. Like, I mean, the sports and other places have been doing this forever. Like, there's a reason why they like companies sponsor people because right, they know yeah. that if you have a following, you're going to have people follow what you do and buy what you like and right. kind of copy you. And so, the way I've kind of started looking at, and I said this like two years ago, and people kind of laughed at me, and people will still laugh at me now. But <laughs> I was I was thinking that you know, if you build up a big enough following on social media and like putting legit content out, mm-hmm. not just like, Oh, here's a picture of my food. And right, like, right. just, if that's your thing, then uh, that's awesome. But <laughs> it's not going to fly in the medical field. But you know, if you if put legitimate content out, people like what you have to say, they find it helpful. They find that their, you know, education careers, whatever have benefited from that. Then, you know, let's say you go work at a, a clinic or a hospital or work at a teach at a university. People will want to go there to to be involved to see you to learn under you personally and, and actually sure. in, you know they'll follow in life. and I had some people laugh at me when I said that because they're like oh yeah I'm sure Instagram is going to that work that way like it's not you know it's for kids taking pictures <laughs> so I went I went to the orientation class today for um, the PA program because the new class is starting they're finishing up their gross anatomy stuff and then they're going to start their other didactic work in February. And uh, I was walked in there and I was talking to some of the other professors and stuff. And I had like the group of students sitting in this auditorium. And uh, one of the professors actually said, well, we actually had one of students say that they came here specifically for Dr. Corvino. <laughs> and she, the girl, the girl follows me on Instagram. And she told me this straight up because I had like kind of talked to her about the school. She didn't even know the school existed. She was going to apply to wow. medical university, not Charleston Southern. Um, but she follows me on Instagram for like the last six months to a year. Um, really liked my content, said it was really helpful. And so she was like, yeah, that'd be fun to go do farm with you. And so she came and applied and she had a great resume. It was a really smart student um, so and cool. now she's in school there and like so i'm gonna be teaching her farm wow. and i want to be like i i told you i told you so <laughs> nobody listened to me everybody thought i was crazy and 
um, and I'll give you another quick example. I want to have more publications. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, I've only had one publication um, that's been uh, out since I graduated in 2015, and I wanted to have more. I feel like that's not enough, and I want to keep my options open for academia and whatnot later on. Right. Mm-hmm. So a guy that I met through Instagram because I promoted some article he had written and gotten published on my Alexa flash briefing through Amazon, he reached out to me, said thanks, and he thought it was cool that I did that. He ended up having him on my podcast. Podcast. He's a critical care pharmacy specialist. And then I started noticing, super great guy, by the way, his name is Dr. Brian Gilbert. He's awesome. And uh, he's out in Kansas. And he works at this uh, trauma unit out there. Um, super smart guy. And he started, like, I started noticing he gets things published, like, every month. Wow. And so I reached out to him and I was like, hey, I know this is a long shot, but is there any chance <laughs> that I can kind of piggyback on some of the projects you're working on, help you write them and, and get my name on some publications? It, like he, he texted me back three seconds later. And he, was like, <laughs> oh. and he was like, absolutely, man. I'll send you two articles working on right now and we'll get you on them. Wow. And so I'm, awesome. I'm literally like, we're, I, he already sent me the one that has my name on it. And I met him through that's Instagram. So cool, like, yeah. that's, and awesome, so when people yeah. try to say that you can't network and whatnot, it, it's crazy. And I just started this. Like this is not like a... I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm just, and I'm just not really getting anywhere. Like this is, and it's growing every month. Like I'm having all these opportunities. Um, it's just crazy what can happen if you take advantage of the the tools that are available and not look, not just shy it off of like, oh, well, we're medical professionals. We can't right. be associated right. with yeah. uh, social media. That's for nonsense. Like, yeah, it's nonsense if you decide to do crazy stuff on it and post pictures of yourself doing dumb stuff yeah it's not right <laughs> right if you use it for the right purposes and use it to network and engage with people it, it i mean it's just i can go on and on with example after example but it's been like one of the greatest projects that i ever started in my life i'm so excited that i kind of kept going with it no congrats yeah, we, yeah congrats on that yeah. for sure we definitely um understand the networking side of instagram we have certain friends who do use it for businesses Business, and, yeah. and things like that of that nature. And I actually think that's pretty awesome because I felt back then, at least when I was in undergrad and um, in high school, it was kind of like a niche um, in terms of finding who it was that you wanted to be your mentor, who it was that you looked up to. Oh, you want to be a doctor? Like, what doctor do you look up to? It was difficult to, like, network and find those people. Yeah. But I feel like now, now on Instagram, it's like you're kind of, like, idolizing these people. And, you're you know, like hopefully, yeah, hopefully they're more evidence-based type individuals and not just, you know, for the fanfare or anything like that. But we definitely feel that Instagram is the way to go in terms of making sure that the profession stays engaged with uh, millennials that are growing up now. And, and with society, yeah, with the yeah. 21st century, moving forward, the future of pharmacy and the profession itself. Yeah, right. But I think it also goes back to the drive because like when we're on Instagram and we're actively because oh, true, we're engaged yeah. and like mm-hmm. because we care, if I see something, I'm definitely going to reach out or like, you know, try to work around it and see who I know or how I can get in touch with them. So and I feel like you're the same, Mike, like whenever you feel you see an opportunity, you know, you take it and because you're passionate about it and you you go for it. So mm-hmm. that's also if you just let it pass or you'll say, oh, that'll never happen. I can never meet that person yeah. or, you know that's so far-fetched you that's not the mentality you want to have you definitely want to be driven yeah. and think that anything's possible and even for us in our podcast like we haven't been doing it for that long but mm-hmm. there have already been certain people who have reached out to us to collaborate other yeah. people who have done podcasts they have been wanting to do a collaboration with us so we definitely feel that this is where healthcare is taking us and even other sectors of society like we're gonna start networking in this way and just starting the conversation about whatever it is that we're talking about for sure and then as far as the branding 
pharmacizing and the image back to the question. Basically, we know how competitive the field of pharmacy is getting, um, regardless of whether you want a residency or not, just jobs in general, you know, in certain popular mm -hmm. areas, Miami, California, LA, New York, those areas are going to, you know, uh, jobs are going to be scarce and you want something to stand out. You want, you know, to stick out amongst the crowd. But at the same time, you want something to be genuine. So yeah. you don't want something to do just because you want to stand out. You want to do something that you're passionate about because you're going to spend a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of hours like we do. Yeah. And it's not going to show when you when you're out in the crowd, if you're exactly. not smiling and like happy about it, if you just did it to do it, it's not going to show. Yeah. And in, in terms of ad advancing our profession, because we always talk about advancing our mm -hmm. profession in school, but it usually has to do or relates to legislation and things like that. So getting being part of your state legislative... Staying actively involved. Yeah, yeah and things like that. But we also feel that you can advance your profession in other ways by portraying us as students, portraying ourselves as competent healthcare professionals that can be there and can be a part of uh, healthcare in general and giving people, I, I guess, like confidence in the profession and continuing to give them confidence to make sure that in that way our profession advances and that we have people supporting us and supporting what it is that we do. And boosting each other up as students so then once we graduate, we stay motivated and keep supporting the profession of pharmacy, which we know is much needed um, within our association. So yeah. if we keep that momentum and love for our profession through even a podcast, then our possibilities are endless. Yeah. So. so hopefully <laughs> this inspires some of you out there. <laughs> yeah. So we just wanted to thank you again so much, Mike. We yes, were looking forward much. to this episode for a while and we really thank you. Thank you for your time. No, man, absolutely. I'm, I'm like I said before, I'm super proud of y'all. And uh, <laughs> thank you, know, you. keep doing what you're doing. I have no doubt you guys are going to gonna kill it and <laughs> your podcast is going to be huge. And, you know, you could be sitting at re residency interviews and be like, wait, you guys are the ones from <laughs> Think I Do. You laugh, you laugh. It's going to happen to somebody eventually. So it might as well be y'all. That would um, be great. But yeah. yeah, I definitely, and you know, I, uh, I'm actually going to be a preceptor at Shell school. Um, I'm signing the paperwork. So what? I don't know if you guys have a spot to, to stay in Charleston, but maybe we can do a, uh, we'll find a cause spot. we're starting hepatitis C, treat, hepatitis C treatments, uh, our clinic here in the next couple months. So maybe have you guys, uh, in Charleston that working awesome. with the clinic for the, the month and recording and putting out a ton of content at the same time. So keep that in mind. Definitely. That sounds amazing. But, yeah. That sounds like a great opportunity. <laughs> yes. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm definitely proud of you guys and keep up the great work. Thank you, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we'll be right back after a short break. So welcome back, everyone. For this week's infectious news, we have the HIV Medicine Association recently released an article by Stat News highlighting the threat to HIV care by proposed changes to Medicare Part D. So the proposed rule set up by the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid Services is modernizing Part D and Medicare Advantage to lower drug prices and reduce out-of-pocket expenses with an aim at lowering drug expenditures for higher cost conditions such, such as HIV. However, this rule would bring about obstacles such as prior authorizations and step therapy, which are not recommended and not only delay the start of treatment, but also goes against established medical consensus by published clinical trial data and the recommendations from federal and national treatment guidelines and strategies. 
So the prior authorization, for those that aren't familiar with them, are when the doctor is required to send additional paperwork to insurance companies to assure that this is the medication the patient needs, and this can take anywhere from 24 to 48 hours or whenever the doctor is available, and then also we have to wait on the insurance to hear back. And then step therapy involves trying something, a lower, a cheaper drug, a lower cost drug, before another agent. And specifically, this article talks about HIV because, as we know, with HIV, um, you want to start as soon as possible, and you don't want to try certain things. We know already what works and the things that are effective, so we have a plan in place to treat these patients. All right, so that's it for this week's episode of Think ID. Until next time, bug, bug you next, next week. week.